Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. We want to thank Issue for supporting the Made for This podcast. Create once and distribute everywhere. Everything's optimized to post on your website and your social platforms. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for a premium account and get 50% off at issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code made for this. And now here's Jenny. he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Mark 16, 14-20 So guys, today we are talking about being indifferent. Indifferent. What is it? Indifferent. Indifference. (laughs) Anyway, none of us want to feel it. Or maybe we do. In this season, maybe we all do want to feel it because it is kind of a wild ride right now. Some of you all rise to moments like this. I mean, your heart beats faster. You're like, let's go. That's kind of how it was in the first few weeks of the pandemic. In fact, we were on spring break when the pandemic broke out and I remember getting, you know, on the phone with my team. I mean, we were on Zoom, our first Zoom call. We're all home. We're all realizing this is going to be a big deal and my heart's beating. I'm like, guys, this is a moment for us to lead. This is a moment for us to make a difference. I had a great speech, guys. I think I cried and I felt it in my bones. Like, let's let's take this moment. Let's seize it. <laughs> we did. I mean, we really did. We, we launched FTV in that time. We you know, the podcast was great. We dealt with all kinds of things here. You know, yeah, we ran like crazy. We built like crazy in the first few weeks. And then about week four, <laughs> I just shut down. I was like, oh, this is going to be long. This is going to be longer than I thought. And all that adrenaline that I felt in the first few weeks of the pandemic, like my fight or flight, I was ready to fight. I was flight. I was in bed. I was like, don't make me put on makeup. Don't make me do anything from my my house even. Like, I don't want to talk about what's important. I'm discouraged. I'm heavy. I don't feel hopeful for the future. I feel beat down and tired. I think there's a fatigue that's over all of us through this season that that's very difficult to name. It's very difficult to quantify because in some ways we've never gone slower about our days, right? We've never worn more comfy clothes and 
been at home more. And yet we've never been more tired. And I think that fatigue is coming from a place that we've got to name and we've got to talk about that, that we are watching the whole world's problems day in and day out. And our shoulders were not meant to carry all that. And so what do we do when we're carrying more burden than we can possibly sustain? We check out. And guys, it is, I know this is an odd conversation because what I, what it sounds like I'm saying is don't care so much. What it sounds like I'm saying on a, on a first listen is, is check out and don't listen to the news and don't be educated on what's going on. Don't care about all the problems in the world. That is not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying we've got to pace ourselves. We've got to understand our limitations and we've got to be about the things that only we can be about right? We cannot take on the problems of the world. It is something I'm preaching to the choir right now. As any of you that know me and have watched me lead for a long time, you know I care a lot. And I care about a lot of things. I care about unborn children. I care about racial issues. I care about the souls of people and making sure they know the gospel of Jesus Christ. I care about the Bible. I want to teach it. I want to equip people to know it, to live it, to understand it. I care about the poor. I care about the sex trafficking in the world. I care because God's given me a platform and I feel like I am not spending my life well if I don't make a difference every day of my life. It is part of the way I'm wired. But guys, I have had to learn that I cannot care about everything and I cannot make a difference everywhere if I don't choose the places that I'm supposed to serve and the places where I'm supposed to be. And so my priorities have had to get reordered. And it's not that I won't care about sex trafficking. It's that I'm going to put it in an order. I'm going to place in my life the values and the commitments that I have this year, knowing that I have a limited amount of energy, money, and time. Now that's cool. Because let me tell you what I've learned about this, is that what's cool about limited energy, time, and money is that we are a part of a body. And that body, in fact, that body goes around the entire earth. There's not a country where there are not believers. There is a network of those believers through local churches throughout the world. You may not feel that on a given day, but it's there. I just left a Bible translation conference and I'm telling you, it's there. Within 13 years, the Bible is going to be in every single heart language. It is going to be now, finally, for the first time in history, it is going to be in every, the, the network of the church is on the move behind the scenes in ways that you cannot imagine. Now, what's so cool about that and what we can't forget is that we are supposed to play our part. Corinthians is really clear. If you're an eye, be a great eye. If you're an elbow, be a great elbow. If you're a finger, be a great finger. Whatever your part is, no matter how lowly or, or whatever embarrassing it is, you know, if your toe be a great toe. You know, that's what Paul says. He says, don't look down on the different parts because all the parts are needed. If you don't have that toe, it's a real big bummer. So, you know, whatever it is that you're good at, we've got to bring it. We've got to bring it to the table and we've got to do it. But the problem is we're being bombarded every day with all these problems. And it's as if we don't care if we don't care about everyone's problems. Guys, it's impossible. And we're losing by trying. We're losing. We're not being very strategic. And scripture calls us to actually be very strategic. And so my hope is that we will get more comfortable with our limited time, our limited energy, our limited money, and we'll be able to say, hey, let's be, let's be strategic. Let's take our limits and let's use them well. 
Well, let's make better choices. So rather than just numbly walking through life and trying to care about everything and feeling bad if we don't and judging others if they don't care about the issues we care most about, why don't we look at it more like a tapestry and own our little place and do the best we can with it and believe that that God loves the world and that he raises up different people with different gifts and different passions to cover different problems. Because if we could own our spot rather than checking out because we're so exhausted by the whole big picture of all the problems, if we could own our spot, I believe we can make a huge difference. So one of the problems with indifference is it causes us to miss the spot we've been given to miss the gifts we've been given, to miss the problems we've been given to solve. Now, those problems might be in your home. They might be right under your nose. I have a friend that she is so passionate about racial reconciliation and about causing growth in the city of Dallas among the haves and the have-nots. She wants to see bridges built all over the city in different ways and so passionate about it and, and has taken ground on that front in many, many ways, her family. But for a season, her kids really, really needed her. I mean, really needed her and they were going through difficulties and it kind of pulled her out of all that work and she had to get comfortable and process the fact that for the most part she was going to be living and loving and serving her home and it would be a season it wouldn't be forever but for the foreseeable future for the next year years that was going to be where most of her efforts went now she had to work through feelings of but what about this bigger vision that God's given me? What about these problems in the world? Like what what about those problems? It was hard and it it was sad for her to give up that bigger work to, to do the work of her home. But guys, she did it. And I'm telling you, oh my gosh, her kids over that time period, I watched her do it. They were absolutely growing like crazy. And I look at them, they're, they're becoming adults. I look at them heading into the world and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be difference makers. I'm telling you, they are going to be world changers. And you can already see it. And the healing that's come in their life and the the uh, attention that, that they gave their kids in that season, it already is paying off. And it's going to pay off even more as they go into the world and make a difference. And I'm telling you, those investments, whatever they are, if they're right in front of your nose, if they're in your neighborhood, if they're in a local charity or your church, it is, it doesn't, in fact, I would challenge the people solving the big problems and be sure that you're also solving the little problems right in front of you. That's one of the convictions Zach and I have is as big as as ministry might get and as far reaching as it gets, who are we giving to? And what ministries are we involved with? And what relationships do we have that we're making disciples and making a difference in their lives? Because out there, that's kind of up to God. Like all the big, big, heavy stuff, that's up to God. What I know I'm responsible for is, yes, I've got to be faithful with the ministry and platform he's given me. But that ministry and platform begins in my home and with my friends and with my workplace that I visit and frequent and with the people that know me in real life day in and day out. Those are the people I'm most responsible for. I tell my team this all the time at If Gathering. You know, we'll get into something with work and I'm like, I want you to hear me really clearly that that your well-being is is way more important to me than your productivity. Because and this is might be selfish, but I'm responsible for you. Like I'm accountable to God for how you do because you're one of the people that I'm with the most. So, if I don't take care of you, if I use you and I don't take care of you, your heart and what you're going through, then I am accountable to God for that. So it's not just a conviction of mine, like, oh, I really should care about people rather than use them for, you know, building this ministry or whatever. No, I'm accountable to God for that. 
what I'm saying is, is still heavy. We still have responsibility, but let's make sure we're carrying the right responsibilities and let God carry the whole wide world. And where he prompts your heart and your passions and your gifts and your finances to serve the whole wide world alongside of him, you got to do it. You got to obey. But where you're carrying unnecessary responsibility for things that that are not yours to carry, you also have to notice that because how are you supposed to carry any problems if you're trying to carry them all? I love Jesus because he was always keeping things simple for everybody. I mean, it's kind of unbelievable how he did it. He would tell stories and analogies and and he'd speak really plainly. And so somebody is asking Jesus in the midst of his teaching, hey, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replies in this way. He makes it so simple. I just love Jesus for this, that he doesn't want us to be confused. He says, here it is. Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So first, be responsible for your own heart, your own. This is me. This is the Jenny Allen version. Ready? Be responsible for your own soul and your own mind. That's our first responsibility is that our heart, that our soul loves God. And so much so that in another place, he says, if if something's causing you to sin, cut it out. If your eye's causing you to sin, cut it out. If your arm's causing you to sin, cut it off. Very dramatic. But he, he's saying that's how seriously you've got to take responsibility for your own mind and your own heart, is you've got to be willing to do anything to keep it pure. And so that's our first primary place of responsibility is ourself. And then it says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then the next place he says is, hey, your neighbor. See, David Platt says it this way. He says that if we were left to figure out the task of taking the gospel to the whole world, we would immediately begin planning innovative strategies, plotting elaborate schemes. We would organize conventions, develop programs, create foundations. But Jesus is so different from us. With the task of taking the gospel to the world, are you ready? He wandered through the streets and the byways. All he wanted was a few men who would think as he did, love as he did, see as he did, teach as he did, serve as he did. All he needed was to revolutionize the hearts of a few and they would impact the world. I could not agree with this and believe this more. How we change the world is how we love our families, how we love our neighbors, how we love our friends, our coworkers, our classmates. How we love the people in our real life is how we change the world. Do not be confused. The other stuff should just be an overflow. I tell my team all the time, I'm like, listen, how we love each other, how we live in unity and hold to the values God's given us, hold to the scriptures, hold to our hearts loving God most, how we do that is how if gathering will go. It's because how we love each other is going to be the contagious thing. It's not going to be some great sermon. It's not going to be some great vision. It's going to be the contagious love that we have for each other spreading into other homes, into other neighborhoods, into other campuses and workplaces. That's how this is going to go. We love telling you about platforms, tools, people, things that we love out there that are truly useful and helpful that we use ourselves. Issue is one of those. We use it all the time to upload our files, PDFs, and then create links right within the files. One of their features I know you guys would love is using their platform to get your videos and your content turned into animated GIFs. 
so you can use Issue to post stuff right to your social media. No matter who you are, whether you're a salesperson, a mom, you work in the church, you're a teacher at school, Issue is for you. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use the promo code made for this. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code made for this at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issuu.com slash podcast with promo code made for this. And now back to Jenny. Let me answer a few questions on this. How can I move toward empathy and action when I just don't feel like it? Guys, that's going to be a common feeling we're all going to feel in our lifetimes. And the reason why is because our flesh loves to be selfish because everything about us and our just prone to sin kind of way is going to want to serve ourselves. Very rarely are you just like, gosh, I just really want to sacrifice myself for the good of others. Very rarely are you like, let's just be generous because I feel like it today. You know, it's it's rarely that feeling that drives you to to do something. It's a conviction, right? It's it's believing the word of God that the seeds we sow have eternal value, that when we give time, energy, the resources that he's given us for the kingdom of God and the good of people, that is the best use of our lives, right? There's conviction that that causes us to do the things we do to give to what we give to and to support and love the the people we support and love. It's it's conviction. And so what I would say is make a plan for it. Don't just hope you're going to feel that way, you know, and and give some money or time or energy or gifts. You got to make a strategic plan for it. My husband and I do this every year. We do it with everything from our time to our energy to our money. We make a plan of what we're going to give to and how we're going to do it strategically. You have to be strategic. So so grab you know, a friend or your spouse or a parent and say, okay, would you help me dream about how to spend my my year well? And then when it's part of your plan, when it's worked into your schedule, you feel more accountable to it because you've made commitments to people and you've promised things that you want to deliver on. So I think that we don't wait for a feeling. We just make a plan. What could I pray for to overcome my indifference? You know what I do? I listen to scripture. So y'all know I love the Dwell app. I listen to scripture. I play that over my myself when I'm really feeling indifferent and I don't feel like having a quiet time or getting in the word. I will play scripture and I will pray scripture. So I will I will listen and then I will pray that scripture for myself, for people I love. I let God give me the words. Sometimes I just don't have the energy, the thoughts, the concerns. I just, I don't feel it. So that is a great way to do it is to let scripture be a guide for prayer. You know, guys, it's just not always going to feel fun. That's just part of walking with God. I think we have such, in our culture, an idolatry of our feelings that we don't understand that walking with God rarely feels magical, right? It's just, it's mundane. But what the power of doing that day in and day out is that it changes us. It causes us to be more steadfast so that we aren't as movable when tragedy comes. And I think that's the exciting thing about following God is that he's building within us storehouses of of hope, storehouses of character, storehouses of purity, and storehouses of himself, of who he is and what he wants to accomplish through us and in us. And so I don't think we wait for tragedy to go to God. We, we meet with God day in and day out, and that is developing in us maturity 
and steadfastness. And man, does the world need some mature, grown-up Christians right now. So, so we need to be those that guard our own mind, that take responsibility for ourselves and take responsibility for those that God's given us right in our path. How did Jesus combat that feeling of being overwhelmed? Well, I don't know completely. I mean, we don't get a complete insight into the way he thought and felt all the time. But you absolutely see him withdrawing a lot. And he would withdraw for a short period. He would withdraw for a night or a day. And then he'd be walking on water back out to the disciples. Or he would withdraw for 40 days and 40 nights. So you see long periods of time that he would withdraw and you would see short periods of time that he would withdraw. And we've got to be those two. There are times, I just said this to a friend that's in a pretty demanding ministry day in and day out, and she feels so responsible for so many people. And I said, okay, when was the last time you took a good long break? When was the last time you had fun? When was the last time you made a plan that maybe felt selfish to you, but filled up your soul and made you laugh? Guys, it's not wrong. God rested on the seventh day. And if God rested, we better be resting. If Jesus needed time to withdraw, to be with his father, to refocus, to rest, we need that. If if God of the universe needed that, then we need that too. And so don't be afraid to withdraw, to certainly in that time, don't watch more news. Don't watch, you know, don't fill your mind with things that don't cause rest for you. Get outdoors, be in nature, um, pray. Have fun. Go out with some friends and connect with the people that love you and that you love and talk about what's going on in your heart. Those are godly, beautiful practices that we need to make sure that we're a part of every single week, that that we have days where our phones are plugged in and we're not responding to things, where we have days where we're laughing with our family and friends, and that's our biggest priority. And our kids need to feel that. Our friends need to feel that as well. So why should I care? Because some of you are listening to this and your problem is not over-caring. Your problem is that you don't care, that you really do put your head in the sand and, and stop caring. And this question, why should I care about things like race or politics or suffering in the world? Can I just put my head down and do my job? No. <laughs> Guys, together, collectively, we can make a difference in these major issues. I believe that. Now, I believe the road to making that difference happens in our real lives. But I look back and if I hadn't have cared about racial reconciliation, I wouldn't have the most beautiful stories of the last few years of my life through if gathering with Latasha Morrison and with other friends that that we have had these conversations and have seen it change my life and given me more compassion to lead and to care and given me knowledge of to how to speak into these times and, and walk through this. So, so yes, we care. In fact, some of the Caring is going to bring the greatest stories of your life, but we care about the things that God's given us to care about. And we've got to not pick every issue. We have to pick our few and throw in and care and serve and do it with people beside us so that we don't burn out. No, we don't get to put our head in the sand. No, nope, nope, nope. But we do get to rest and there's a difference. Be sure this is strategically what we're going to care about this year. This is what we're going to build into. And that might change every year for you, but you're not going to care about everything. You're going to care about these things. And then no one of those things has to be rest and has to be time and fun and space with the people you love so that we can do this for the long haul. So that when I'm 85, I still love people. I still love the Word of God and I still love serving people with the Word of God. I don't want to burn out in my mid-40s because I thought I could save the world.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.